Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Buongiorno, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen with me, Fro, and also Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going good. We are two lazy lemmas. Can you spell lemmas for me, please? Lima, like the country Lima, or the the, the no the animal, the an like llam llamas is what you're talking about. Llama, right? yes. Double L A M A. Why is it double L? I would assume it's uh. Well, where do llamas come from? It's probably a. Peru. It's probably not an. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably not an English word. Question mark. <laughs> that was so totally. It's <laughs> just like Peru. They come from Peru. Well, I, I would say South America, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't. I'm not really sure. I mean, I grew up around people who had llamas and alpacas when I was younger, so I know mm -hmm. all about them and that they can be very mean. Peru and Bolivia. So yeah. Oh, see, I wasn't that far away. Uh, llamas are not the same as alpaca, by the way. Uh, they mm. are a lot bigger. Yeah, but I knew somebody that had both. That's what I was saying. Ah, they look, kind of look alike. They, I mean, if you didn't know, you could totally yeah uh, mistake one for another very easily. Oh, definitely. Uh, but, uh, what's the wh difference, what I guess? Um, according to Google, so lemurs are going to be a lot bigger than their cousin. Their face are also dissimilar. Alpacas have a small blonde face with short ears, while llamas have more angelogued faces with banana-sized ears. Okay, good for you. But it says um, in this uh, Britannica another... article that they're both from the same place, and they're part they're part of the camel. F they're they're related to camels. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't really see that. Well, I do. I mean, just the the long legs than the the neck. Well, they don't have the hump. The hump. No, uh, I mean, lady, the, but, lady I mean everything <laughs> else besides that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we are two lazy llamas. That's uh, what we are doing. Okay. Uh, uh, it's been a very Eurovision heavy week for me. I have to say. Um, we're going to talk about that a uh, lot later, but uh, uh, I think one of the things I want to talk about before we go in into the news is how incredibly high Ukraine is on the odds and how everybody is saying that is because of the, uh, the war. I so think you should say what odds first. <laughs> so, yeah. Because uh, it, it, it made it sound like, oh, the... The betting odds for what, though? 
Right. For yes. You. <laughs> because you made it sound like <laughs> the Ukraine. Because the thing when people hear Ukraine right now, they don't think Eurovision Fro. They think oh yeah that there's a it's war going me. on. And you you said the bets are looking good for you, and it made it sound like the, there was like betting odds in Vegas for the war, which would be very strange. Do <laughs> you know what? I I don't doubt that. I'm gonna look it up and make sure that that's. <laughs> I'm I'm sure like hey do you want to pay $50 to bet on Russia <laughs> on this war but yeah no uh the the betting odds is is crazy uh, for Eurovision uh when it comes to uh Ukraine uh I think uh, the last time I checked it it was something like 46% uh uh they gave it to uh, Ukraine to win, and the next country on the list had like ten or eleven percent, so it was like a kind of a drop. And that's the first thing. I, it's the first year I've seen such a uh, odds, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's because of the war." Everybody's having sympathy for Ukraine, and no. <laughs> My dad said it very beautifully yesterday. He said it that even though. Um, you if Ukraine didn't have a war, this would win. And I think I think yes, there are people that will vote for it because they are in a war and they want to like show solidarity. But I don't think that is enough to win a song contest. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah. Uh. Probably. I mean, I think it wouldn't. It would have a chance, but I think the war is probably skewing the the results slightly. Mm. Like it wouldn't be. It would be a lot closer if that wasn't going on. I guess yeah. is my point. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think sympathy votes are 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 a thing. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I I I get it. I get a little like irritated at people like saying like, "Oh, this would have never had any chance if there was the war in Ukraine." Uh, that isn't true either. Well, that just a, that's a personal preference thing, right? Like just because somebody didn't like the song doesn't mean you don't like the song, but that doesn't. Uh, neither one of those things takes away from the fact that there is sympathy votes happening. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah, no. just no, no. the nature of the beast. Right. It, I, I I said it to them to my dad. This is the first time I'm kind of like, okay, we just need to get to the final so Ukraine can win. I'm that sure of them them winning. I'm a little bit. I I don't think it is the most interesting Eurovision I have seen in in years to say that my. I think the last time I was this sure was when 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 we had the chicken song. From from uh, Israel, uh, and I'm I'm more sure this time, but yeah, we will see. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so there was an Australian bar in February mm -hmm. that sparked outrage by taking bets uh, on the war in Ukraine. <laughs> the Deck and Shepperton Victoria offered revelers a chance to place bets on a chalkboard sign uh, over the mm -hmm. outcome of the Russia-Ukraine war. But then when you also look up betting on the war in Ukraine and you mm -hmm. go to uh, can I bet on the war in Ukraine, it says Ukrainian mm -hmm. war bonds are, are an 11% risky bet investors uh, can get if they want to buy in. 
So you could buy oh, okay. Ukrainian war bonds. There's that option. Yeah. I'm not sure that's a good, bad investment. Is it a good investment? Bad investment? Question mark. It says retail traders are willing to take on the risk and help Ukraine against the Russian invasion if only they can figure out how to purchase these bonds. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you want to, if you, I guess betting in the stock market on the war is not like it's not looked at negatively. But if you were to go to DraftKings and do it, that is not acceptable. Right? right. Yeah. Little, yeah. little strange. Yeah, I mean, war companies, uh, like, I think, think of, like, uh, Smith and Western all of a sudden came to mind, like... Do I wouldn't consider them a war company. I don't know. Raytheon, maybe? Guns. Raytheon? Yeah, they make missiles and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Of course, uh, Iron Man. <laughs> I mean, what was his name again? Iron Stark. Man. I was gonna say his name's Iron Man, isn't it? Yeah, but no, <laughs> oh, no, Tony no, Stark, I, right? Tony Stark. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, of them. Yeah, that is is the whole plot of Iron Man One. But uh, yeah, uh, U.S. has helped Ukraine uh, target uh, Russian generals and ships. And not uh, the ships you get in the bowl, but the one that is on the sea. There we go. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> because I heard myself, and it did sound like I said ships, and not ships. Right. Apparently, mm -hmm. one second, I gotta put this into a private window, because they apparently do not want me to read this article. There we go. Uh... U.S. intelligence played a role in Ukraine sinking last month of a Russian Black Fleet ship, the Moscow. NBC reported late Thursday, just a day after the New York Times indicated that information provided by the U.S. has been a factor in the Ukrainian military's vaunted success against the Russian... Uh, uh, oh, success in taking out Russian generals off the battlefield. Uh, mm. Ukraine's military authorities have stacked claims that dozens of Russian generals have been killed since uh, the Russian invasions starting in February 23rd. U.S. Sor sources... The Times reported declined to say how many of those reported deaths uh, its intelligence factored into. The reporting targeted assistance is part of a classified effort under which the Biden administration is providing real-time battlefield intelligence to Ukraine, the Times reported. Uh, mm. Information on the movement of Russian troops and Pentagon assessments of Moscow's attack plans for the Donbass region have also been relayed to the UK military or the Ukrainian military sorry mm. uh, the US has sought in, in the wake of this report to downplay any suggestions that there is there they have a direct role categorizing its information <laughs> sharing with Ukraine as more routine yeah 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 remember when you you're not supposed to be in the war uh, Luke uh, yeah, we're not, yeah, I mean, we're literally involved <laughs> at this point. I don't think there's any denying that we're involved. It's like, it's like, it is the worst kept secret ever. <laughs> like, the Biden administration is super mad that somebody leaked this stuff. Uh, yeah. This I'm was sure put out to the Times by an unnamed official, right? So this is mm. a, technically a leak. Um. 
It says Pentagon leak <laughs> leak as it was last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it seems like so, there's a weird double standard with leaks, where like if the leak's bad mm -hmm. for you, then you don't like it, then you don't like mm -hmm. leaks, and then if the leak is good for you then all of a sudden these <laughs> politicians oh we love leaks this is the best mm -hmm. right there's no like mm, consistency when it comes to leaks <laughs> uh, pentagon spokesman john kirby uh faulted an unnamed u.s official who reported to having shared the media information with uh on the u.s intelligence in the ukraine war calling it totally irresponsible and even unconscionable and refusing to confirm the specifics about the information sharing beyond denying that the intelligence uh, into the location of key Cameron military officials had been a component. So they do admit that, mm -hmm. but they don't, they're not giving any detail. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't need any details to know that this is <laughs> how this looks, right? <laughs> not really, because it looks, uh, it looks one way. <laughs> Looks that, like you're very much involved, and and denying it. I think if we weren't denying it, would be one a whole other thing, right? I, mm, there's oh this yeah. consistent effort to try to mm, frame this as that this is just Russia and Ukraine, and that's all. That's the mm -hmm. only people fighting in this situation is that mm -hmm. oh, we need to send weapons there and other people need to send weapons and money there because it's we need to back Ukraine and it's mm. but from this we can see that uh, it's not just backing Ukraine it's actually getting involved mm. in yeah. uh in targeting certain individuals and things like that which is right yeah um, yeah, no, there there is a huge difference uh, between between those two things according to me at least well, I mean, you don't have to take it just from us because U.S. lawmaker Democrat Representative Seth Moulton uh, was on Fox News and he insists that the U.S. is at war with Russia. So mm. uh, go ahead and get that video up you know, when you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Give me a countdown. In uh, three, two, one, play. I only have 10 seconds left uh, for each of you, if you could. But if they wrap this in the Senate uh, with a Ukraine funding and a COVID funding, you guys okay with that, Congressman Moulton? Look, I'm going to support it because it's the right thing to do for Ukraine. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of politics involved, and there will be domestic debates here at home about other policies and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we've got to realize we're at war. And we're not just at war to support the Ukrainians. We're fundamentally uh, at war, yep. although someone threw a proxy, with Russia. And it's important. <laughs> he just says it outright there. <laughs> there we go. Let me get pause there. Yeah. Oh, that's that's funny. I mean, he literally just said we're at a in a proxy war with Russia. Like he actually yeah. used the word proxy in there, even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that we're fundamentally at war with Russia. I'm. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just this one guy saying it, and I bet people behind the scenes afterwards that saw this were like, "What the fuck, bro?" But that's not even a Republican. That's a Democrat, right? So. Yeah. Hey, you're not supposed to tell our trade secrets. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, does this make it better? Jill Biden, Justin Thoreau, visited Ukraine as uh, 
fight, uh, fighting rage. Yeah, the one thing we didn't put in here is also uh, Boris Johnson visited, right? Yes. And yes. also Bono with you too. Yes. Yes. What, what was that about? Let's talk about Bono first. <laughs> is that in poor taste? Because I feel like it's in poor taste. Yes. But that, uh, they've done that things before. They uh, they did a PR stunt not that many years ago. I remember like YouTube in like a war torn country somewhere. Yeah, war war torn. Like Syria or something maybe. Something like that. Uh, uh, just ring bell. I mean Bono is crazy, so he's a little bit loco. Yeah, I mean it's he 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 definitely. Uh, he wants to feel like he's helping in the situation, you know? And it always seems like he's like, I'm, what's really going to help the situation is music. It, feel, it feels like Bono has this idea that music can fix everything. You know what I mean? And it just is awkward to me. Depends what kind of music it is. <laughs> I mean, it's U2. I'm assuming he's just doing his classic hits, right? Are there any new U2 album, albums? I don't think so. Uh, to to be completely honest with you, look, I I you two is not on my list of bands I follow. Ah, uh, no, I didn't. Never a big fan of you two. Uh, they've got some all, all right songs though, but Joe Biden also went to Ukraine in an unannounced mm. visit where she held a surprise Mother's Day meeting with Olian Zelensky Zelensky uh, to show support for Ukraine. Their meeting in a village school came as Russia pressures a war against the eastern regions of Ukraine. Um, Joe Biden, the, the, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think this is my main problem with this. It's like, like well, we said it last week. Why, why don't you meet like outside of, of, of Ukraine? Going to Ukraine and being in Ukraine, I understand it's important for you to show support. But uh, it's just like... Yeah, I, I am. I'm not a big fan. It seems like us as a or the Biden administration is like we want to send everybody as close <laughs> as possible to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden as possible. Like the circle that is literally touching them, the Venn diagram of those two. We want the person that is the closest possible to them. That's not. <laughs> that's not them, right? I bet you it will come out that. Uh, uh, the husband of 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 uh, Kamala Harris also went there. I don't even know who the husband of Kamala Harris is, to be honest. But me, me neither. I think yeah, I have no idea. Um, Joe Biden tra traveled under cloak of secrecy, becoming just the latest high profile American to enter Ukraine uh, you, in the last did you few say weeks. Joe? Jill. You said. Oh, Jill. Yeah, they, their names Jill sound really from similar. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> did he say Joe Biden? There was some point where somebody called Jill Biden Joe Biden on accident, and the Republicans got all <laughs> freaked. I think maybe it was Joe himself, and so they were like, oh, senile, senile, right? But the names are so similar, I can see how you would make the mistake. Yeah. Um, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau also made a surprise visit to Ukraine Uh Amid the Russia's war, Ukrainian media outlet outlets uh, announced Trudeau's visit to Irpin, which had been damaged by Russians' attempt to take Kiev at the start of the war. Uh, po images posted on Trudeau's social media are saying that the Canadian leader leader was shocked by the damage 
he saw two civilian homes. Okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think these are all kind of... I'm I'm guessing they're trying to do this to try to show that, like, Russia isn't winning, that, like, these regions we control, and so we're willing to send our leaders to these areas. Does that make sense? It's kind of a show of, like, look, we're winning to a degree, Mm. but, I mean, I've heard mixed things on whether we're we're winning or not, so. Yeah, me me not, like... I don't like it. I don't know. I I don't like how it looks, and I don't like teasing teasing Putin I think like I think if 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 I knew that Putin was ticklish I don't think I would try to tickle him because I'm not sure I want the consequences do you see sure that? right um yeah it, it's it's a way they say it's to show solidarity but it feels more like a way to yeah to show uh, uh, <laughs> I'm to, not buying that. To present power more than it is yeah. to show solidarity, right? Mm. To show, oh, look, look what we can do. We can send our leaders into this and nobody's going to stop us, right? Yeah. No one from Norway has gone there yet, have they? Well, no, you, you guys are dealing with Afghanistan, so you've ah. got your own, like, negotiations happening currently? Yeah, because Norway slams Afghanistan uh, Taliban uh, because they uh, demand uh, women to cover up. Uh, Norway has slammed the latest Afghan edict uh, from the Taliban demanding women cover up head to toe in public and warned that Afghanistan's new rulers are steering the country towards a humanitarian, economic, and human rights catastrophe. The decree by the Taliban announced Saturday ordered all Afghan women to wear all covering clothing in public uh, using a traditional burqa and threatened to punish male relatives in the case of non-compliance. It invokes similar restrictions on women between 1996 and 2001, right? Right, so this is them being progressively more bad. I don't like this. Um, yeah. I mean, are they going to listen to us? Do they care? It says Norway hosted three days of talks in January between the Taliban mm-hmm. and Western diplomats. Other delegates were in a closed-door meeting in Oslo. The talks uh, focused on humanitarian aid and human rights uh, in Afghanistan. So mm-hmm. there is a dialogue between them, and I think... Uh, what I've seen is it's more to the effect that uh, the Taliban needs to understand that the sanctions are only going to get worse if they continue Mm. to like pursue these types of um, religious uh, bigotry yeah I I mean I'm happy that Norway takes a stand against this but I'm not sure of how effective it will be we will see maybe they will for some reason listen to us i'm sorry if i'm burping a little because i have eaten something weird today and i'm trying to eat nuts to get it like i have had like gas in my stomach all day huh okay yeah weird anyway uh look we are on twitter uh, we don't announce that very much because we don't really care. Uh, 
but uh, you can follow us on uh, another digit at ADC podcast. Is it at podcast ADC? Yeah. See, I don't even didn't even know. Well, you're never uh, on Twitter because you're not on a social. I'm I'm on Twitter barely ever. Like the only reason I ever go on Twitter anymore is if there's like a big story that's happening and I want to go look at the latest feed of whatever mm. that subject is just to see what people are saying about it, you know, yeah. And generally if you don't get to the latest feed like as soon as that thing happens, it just gets filled up with spam bots anyways at this point. So <laughs> Twitter is like almost a useless thing. But uh we are going to use it to follow uh Donald Trump when he returns to Twitter. Right? Well, the thing is, Trump has even said that he's not going to return to Twitter, even oh. if this ha- Remember, he, like, two weeks ago he said that? Oh, yes, because he has his own social media thing now. Right. I forgot about that. It would kind Truth of network. undermine his own business yeah. to do that, right? If he wants to make money out of True Social. But Elon Musk says he's... Truth Social. Yeah. He would reverse Twitter's permanent ban uh, on Donald Trump if... Uh, the chief executive's bid to buy the social media company is approved. Uh, Musk said in a live interview with the Financial Times on Tuesday, I would reverse the perma ban. Trump was permanently banned by Twitter, uh, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat uh, in January 2021. Yeah, why, Go ahead. Yeah, no, why are people so surprised about this? Like why 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 are, like Elon Musk has long said that, that one of the reasons why he is buying Twitter is to get more uh, con- controversial people back on Twitter. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he li- allowed Alex Jones back or Stefano Melano or whatever. Like why why are people so like open arms? Because well, because it's, like, it's Trump. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's it. That's the reason, <laughs> right? I mean, so silly. The uh, yeah. Uh, l- last week, Musk denied a report that Trump had encouraged him to buy Twitter, uh, saying he has no communication directly or indirectly with Trump. Uh, I do not think it, it. Oh, I do think it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. Musk said Tuesday. I think it was a mistake because. It alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately mm-hmm. result in Donald Trump, Trump not having a voice. He is now going to be on his truth social, as will a large part of the s- sort of right in the United States. And so I think this could end up being, frankly, worse than having one single forum where everybody can debate. Right. Yep. And that's, and, and that's what he has said from the beginning. And people are like, oh, he confirmed it. Yes, because he's actually one of those that actually does what he says he will do. And, well, he has the ability to because he's, like, got yeah. fuck you money to anybody who <laughs> <laughs> who says he can't do it, right? So, um, But, yeah, Jack Dorsey, former owner of Twitter, mm-hmm. creator of Twitter, has come out and said he agrees with the with unbanning Trump. Um, See? Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess I the question is like, people when, before he even bought Twitter the big thing was, oh, oh no, he's gonna let Trump back on Twitter. Will Trump even mm-hmm. go back to Twitter? 
lots of people say no because he has true social media, but I say probably. I mean, the reason yeah, he became I, I also think president so. in the first place was basically because of Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's be fair. 2016 election would not happen like it happened without Twitter. If it were without Twitter, one thousand and one percent. And I think that's the reason people are so afraid of P Trump being back on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. It's that's why they want to censor him off Twitter, not because he. I mean, he has said things that were. I think the reason he got kicked off was inciting violence because of the January sixth stuff, right? Yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, that that is one reason, but people really want... That's the reason they gave, but the peop, people really wanted him off before that ever happened uh, mm. because the reason he was able to get so much traction in polit politically was because of his Twitter account. Uh, mm. And so they, I feel like people feel like, oh, if he gets his Twitter back, that's going to revive the reason he got elected... Uh, and it's going to give him a better chance of getting elected in 2024. Oh, relax. I relax. Trump would uh, win the next election without being on Twitter. But I think that's what Musk said. Is like It didn't get... If anything, kicking him off Twitter made people listen to him more because it made people yeah. go, oh, why are they so concerned with what he's saying that they're kicking him off Twitter? And then they go, yeah. I want to hear what he has to say more. It's a Streisand effect for sure. Yeah. And also... Yeah. I agree totally with him that kicking Trump off Twitter, all it did was divide up the country more because mm -hmm. now we have True Social, we have these other ones popping up that are specifically right wing. And so you're going to have mm -hmm. these echo chambers of Twitter is this left wing echo chamber, which it really isn't. But I mean, once a lot of people, if, if a lot of people went to True Social Media, which I don't think that's going to happen either, but then you would have right. these left and right like separate echo chambers that is just splitting up an already divided country. I think I this was the first week I have ever looked at a Rumble web or Rumble web page. Have you ever been to Rumble? Many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was yeah. doing research when we were doing main topic uh, on something weird, you know, right wing conspiracy of some type, mm -hmm. and then ended up there. But I, I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that that should be the slogan of Rumble. <laughs> I was doing research on something weird, and I ended up there. That should be the yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel that's kind of how YouTube used to be. Is like the algorithm Sorry. would kind of like you would just end up places, and you don't do that anymore on YouTube. Uh, that's funny. Uh, let's go by back to the Biden administration. Uh. They uh, announced an extension of the free high-speed uh, internet. The Biden administration announced Monday that, it's, uh, that 20 leading internet service providers have agreed to a basic low-cost plan uh, for millions of Americans uh, that could be free after a refund. Okay, so you have to pay outright, but then maybe at the end of the year you right. get a refund. 20 companies, including AT&T, Comcast, Verizon will cover more than 80% of the U.S. population... Uh, oh, who cover 80% of the population? Uh, say they will immediately provide at least one plan that costs no more than $30 a month and provide download speeds of at least uh, 100 M uh, megabytes per second, I guess. Um, That's pretty fast. 
Internet for All requires a partnership of business and government. We are pleased to be working uh, with the Biden administration. Um, mm. The FCC is going to ensure that everyone has access to affordable and sustainable broadband service. I mean, this is a... I don't know why the Biden administration isn't pumping this up more as, like, something that people... Because this is one of the best things I've seen them do the entire... Like, the year, full year they've been in office. Yeah, no, this is definitely uh, the best thing the Biden admin has done. I I think this is such a right that people forget sometimes. The right to internet should be in the Constitution almost now. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that, no joke. The Republicans yeah. are like, that, it doesn't say that in the Constitution. But yeah, I... <laughs> Uh, the, what do they call them? Originalists or whatever. But um, mm. I, I wouldn't call it a right as much as like a necessity, like a, yeah. a a requirement to even just like live normal life. Like a lot of businesses now, big businesses, the only way to like apply for a job is online. Like yeah. you could take like a paper resume in there but they're just gonna look at it and laugh at you and throw it in the trash i remember doing that when we worked at the movie theater because uh it's all done through like an algorithm and stuff like they you go through these like sets of questions that like decide if you're trustworthy and all this stuff um Mm -hmm. so even just to get a job in this day and age you need the internet right uh Mm -hmm. to search for a job at very least um not to mention all the other things you need the internet nowadays for it's like just to even to make regular society work as in like government uh making it easier for like government agencies like the dmv or you know uh different uh social services to like function more effectively having just like everybody have internet i think is important yeah and uh I think I think they said like ninety eight percent of Norway can have access to internet. Well, it says here notably missing from Monday's announcement are many smaller and rural internet service providers that would right. have a challenge meeting the White House pricing and speed requirements because of their smaller, right? Uh, you know, ability uh, as a company. Uh, it says there are roughly one. I mean, there's a lot of people on ADSL today yeah i mean it says 1300 participant internet providers in the acp right now and we would obviously love for each of them to make the same commitment uh that these these current 20 companies are doing around 50 percent of the rural populations uh those americans are eligible to sign up for acp but they may continue to face slower speeds uh but they were would still be covered with the refund if that makes sense, right? How fast do you get it up there in the forest? I have, I I don't I don't have any clue. I'd have to look again. It's not very fast. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't yeah, have. And it's definitely not a hundred. <laughs> no, I'm. I did it a while ago because we were having problems with a uh, disconnects. It would just randomly mm-hmm. do. So I remember te- checking it, but I don't remember what it was. I'd have to do it again, yeah. but. Um, it says, maybe. for example, for a free, the free service, uh, Verizon would offer its files at $30 a month for participants, 
but other companies like Spectrum say they already have an existing $30 a month plan, that would just be increased to 100 megabytes download, um, which is a standard that is now being set by the government. So yeah, it, it, it's just, it's almost in a way regulating these giant uh, ISP companies, which is also good. It's making it mm. so that they can't say, oh no, you can't have internet or you can't have internet. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, a satanic group asked to fly their flag at the Boston City Hall after the Supreme Court uh, had a ruling. Uh, the Satanic Temple is requesting to fly a flag over Boston City Hall after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled this week that the city violated the free speech rights of conservative activists for seeking to fly a Christian flag outside the downtown mm -hmm. building. The Salem-based group uh, tweeted a request filed Tuesday with the city's property management department to raise the flag marking Satanic Appreciation Week from July 23rd through the 29th. Uh, the mayor office, the mayor's office declined to comment on the group's request, uh, other than saying it's reviewing the court's decision while also evaluating the flag-raising program. Uh, the fl organization yeah. hasn't, hasn't decided which of its official flags it would like to fly, but one likely <laughs> option echoes the American flag only with black and white stripes and mm. with the emblem of the pentagram and a goat skull where the stars would be. <laughs> I love this. I oh, so I I mean if if the Christians are allowed to have it, I agree. The satanic group should uh, be allowed as well. Yeah, it says uh, in this AP article, unanimous Supreme Court ruled Monday that Boston violated the free speech rights of conservative activists when they refused to request to fly the Christian flag outside of the city hall. Uh, mm -hmm. And so now the right. satan satanic temple saying, well, if they're getting a religious exemption and sa they're saying... The we should too. Yeah, yeah, and we're also a religion, We then you can't deny us to fly our flag. Right. I, I, and I totally agree. And I think the Pastafarians need to get a flag, right? <laughs> yes. And the Yoda. The Yoda sect. cult, yeah. The Yeah. The Jedi, or whatever they're called, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, somebody made a good point. I don't even remember where it was, but they're like, Jedis are actually, like, religious zealots when you think about it. <laughs> like, in the sense of, like, the movies. Yes. Like, they yes. have, like, this kill everybody who's not on our yes. the side yeah. of the forest, like, mentality. <laughs> in, in him, I see must fear. Right, exactly. Yes, that was not a bad Yoda, if I have to say it myself. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, NASA, NASA, NASA. Yeah, you heard about NASA. Uh, they pinpoint terrifying sound echoing from a distant black hole. Uh, it says we're not able to hear in space, but that do doesn't mean there isn't any <laughs> sound in space. Uh, in 2003, astronomers detected something truly astonishing: acoustic waves propagating through gas surrounding a supermassive black hole. This was almost 250 million light years away. We wouldn't be able to hear it at their current pitch, emanating from a supermassive black hole at the center of the Perseus cluster of galaxies. The waves include the lowest note in the U.S. ever detected by humans. This is wow. well below the limits of human hearing. A new sonification 
which is data turned into sound, however, has not only added notes detected from the black hole, but brought them up to 57 and 58 octaves so we can get a sense of what they would actually sound like ringing through intergalactic space. Uh, this is the uh, first time sound waves have been extracted and made audible. Okay. I think we should listen to this. Okay. So we got a... This is a little clip of it? Um, yeah, 58 seconds long, so it's not going to be long. Right. Uh, so give me a countdown whenever you're ready. Hopefully the volume's good. In three, two, one, go. Is this it, or this just sounds like stock music? Okay, here, here's the actual thing now. What does it sound like to you? It sounds like... It sounds like... Uh, okay. We can stop it there. It, yeah, it, it sounds like... Uh, when... When... Uh... uh when 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 people like see something very scary in the forest what in a movie yeah uh Shub not Chewbacca. what what what, uh, what am i thinking about like the big animal big animal chewbacca oh like bigfoot bigfoot yes it sounds like the roar of like Bigfoot in movies, like... I thought it sounded like the beginning of a Tangerine Dream song. <laughs> wow. That's like a reference Luke, nobody will understand. Look at his references. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, two Tangerine Dream vinyls. So. Oh, my gosh. I, I remember them... That's what I'm... I mean, they've been around for years. I think they're still around, probably, right? Maybe not. Uh, probably not. They've been around since the 70s. Like, they were, like, the original, <laughs> like, techno, right? I want to say. I think they were the original, original. Like, before what you think of as Pink techno Floyd. nowadays, yeah. <laughs> before Pink Floyd. I remember when Pink Floyd made an album with just album, with noise from products anyway uh speech uh is Trump going to hold about abortion and voting uh this was actually so big that i haven't listened to it yet is it good oh it's just you talk about the file size mm -hmm. it's just big because we remember i told you me and tron were trying to figure out the problem with his audio Yes. Yeah, so uh, the like it was a problem with the compression because he was compressing the file before sending it to me and it was causing oh. it to get distorted. So he sent me a bigger file this week that now I'm going to have to compress myself, but it should sound better, hopefully. That is compressing. <laughs> <laughs> See? Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. But first I would say, I told you so. How many times on this segment I said, I told you so? A lot of times since I started the segment in 2016. I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. What is so? Why is it now? Yeah, because the conservative Supreme Court is now getting a ban on abortions. Well, how did they get that number? How did they get so many conservative judges in the Supreme Court? Yeah, 
They got it because they had a majority. They had Trump and they had a majority in the House and Senate. How did they get that? Yeah, by voting. Conservatives went on the vote, but the liberals, radicals, and people in the Senate didn't. So they make more rules so they can keep the vote for many generations to come so poor people, black people, and so on can't vote. So they can still hold a majority even they are the minority. I told you so. If you don't go and vote, if you're not patient, if you're not just, yeah, vote for the sake of your life. It looks like this. We had an election in France right now. Well, the choices between Macron or Le Pen. No other choices are good. But what do you want? A rich bastard with so many faults or a fucking Nazi? A nationalist, a person who wants to ban Muslims in France. Oh, well, and you can say, oh, there are third choice. I can let my voice be heard by doing nothing. Now, it doesn't work that way, because if you do that, we will get the fucking Nazi. During the 30s, the same thing happened. A lot of people didn't vote, so we get the fucking Nazi. Yeah. And when the Nazi got in power, nobody did anything. Do you know the Nazi party in Germany never got more than 35% of the votes? But it still had a fucking gridlock on Europe and the rest of the world with millions of millions of dead people. Okay, that was a little far out of my segment. But now we can have a ban on abortions. We can change that. We can do something about it. If people go and fucking vote in the midterms. Okay, there are Democrats who are assholes, corrupted by corrupt assholes. But you have a choice now. Do you want abortions or you don't? I always fucking hate this issue. I hate this issue because if you don't want abortions, you do other things. The, the, the funny thing, in Norway, this, the amount of abortions is going down. Abortions are legal, but they will go down. Oh, so why have it go down? Because you have sexual education in Norway. Yeah. People get things that you do that you cannot get pregnant. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. But conservatives don't want that either. No, no, they don't. So they keep on banning a lot of bullshit again and again and again. And they do that because a lot of people don't vote, so they can't do so. This election comes now, it's going to be more important than ever. I told you that before too, and a lot of people are not going to vote anyway, because Bernie Sanders and his people are not in charge, but they're never going to be this century, because, again, you <laughs> don't vote. You can never get what you want in the first, so you have to settle up with something less till you can get on top. That is typical for all society. When I started working in my young age after I moved from home, I didn't get the best job I could. I had a shitty job. I had a lot of shitty jobs. I had to have those shitty jobs to survive. Well, I look uh, up and now, I'm never going to go back there. I don't remember with good force, but okay, I managed. They built me up to something better. This is what this election is also going to be about. Building up to something better. But if you stop don't voting, you will go back to Herman Tales. You will get your fucking shit conservative fuck-ups. And please, 
don't come to Europe and fuck it up even more. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice evening. That was uh, Tron uh, telling the truth. Thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. I, I feel like, at least here in America, it seems like mm. one thing being left out of the abortion debate, which I think everybody knows what side we're on because we're very liberal, but like I think reli the religious aspects of this whole thing are being complete, completely left out of like mm. the debate. Is like these people have like hardcore religious beliefs that like this is what god wants them to do and you're never gonna like it's gonna be very hard to convince them otherwise when that's their reasoning you know what i mean mm. right i i will tell you this before uh well eh, yeah no i would say after i was a mormon i i was quite uh, like uh uh jiggly when it came to free choice and things like that. That was until I started having sex and I was like, okay, maybe I am pro-church. <laughs> maybe I, I, I think it's okay with abortion. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's it, The whole thing is ridiculous and it's taking everything backwards. It's horrible. Yep. Uh, something that wasn't uh, very terrible is something you and me saw together. Uh, the Pentaverite? 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 Yeah, so, something like that. Uh, that was fun. Uh, what is it about, Luke? Oh, okay. I wasn't ready for that. But uh, it's about a secret society called the Pentaverite, right? Um mm -hmm. But instead of being, like, a regular secret society like the Illuminati, like we normally think of as being, like, an evil cabal of people trying to take over the world, they're a good cabal of people trying to save the world? Is that the way to put it? Question mark? Yes, right. question mark. Are they really that good? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh... They're all played by Mike Myers, every single one of the them, and he plays other characters as well, right? Yeah. Yep. A lot of characters. I I stopped counting. <laughs> I mean, it may, it might be even hard because there's so many that like you might miss one at some point because you'd be like, is yeah. that him or is that not him? It's hard to tell with the makeup. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it has Mike Myers in it. Uh, Mike Myers in it. Uh, Mike Myers is in it, and yeah, it has a lot of people. Actually, but uh, uh, Jeremy Irons, uh, Keegan Michael Keel, Ken Young, yeah, uh, I mean, Jennifer Saunders. There's a lot of people who are just kind of like one off characters really quick in the show that are like really big actors. Mm -hmm. You can tell it's like he was like, Hey, I've got you know, famous friends, they'll just come do a bit part for me or whatever. Uh, I think, I think my favorite part of it was Jeremy Irons as the uh, uh, intro guy because it changed every single time. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that bit was... I mean, the whole thing is very... It felt a little dated as far as the comedy style oh, yeah. of it goes, but it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Mike Myers movie in the sense that of Mike Myers movies like from the early 2000s, 2010 era kind of area. It felt very much like... A, uh, uh, like the man with the golden gun, or or gold member, whatever. gold member, yes, right. Austin Powers kind of comedy, but there's a lot. Like what I liked most about it is that there's a lot of like inside jokes about, like for example, like Netflix 
a relationship with sex. Uh, one of the last episodes, uh, like had censorship, like as a as a thing that they were like, oh, we can't show penises and things like that, and it went overboard. And yeah, no, I I I had very much fun with this. I saw every single episode of okay, this and I and I I really liked it. I I'm not going to say like it's the best TV show ever. Because it isn't, but I I think it's more than watchable. I I gave it seven actually. Uh yeah, I'm most of the way through. I'll fin. I'm gonna finish it. It's funny enough to just have in the background. It's something that you don't yeah. really have to think about. There's just silly, goofy, uh, offhanded jokes. It's not anything mm-hmm. like taking anything serious or like, uh, I don't know. There's no like political a- aspect to it in any way or whatever it's just like a goofy mike myers type like you said austin powers kind of thing uh so in that sense uh a little dated also so i'm gonna have to give it oh, a yeah. 6.5 yeah we're pretty close yeah i mean it's entertaining i i would mm-hmm. i wouldn't there's nobody i would be like oh you're gonna hate this so yeah yeah uh let's uh, see what did i see i saw who do you believe on ABC? Did you see this? <laughs> yes, I did. I thought this was going to be a game show. Uh, didn't we both talk about it at one yes. point? And I was we, like, we, we we talked about this, and you and me together, and and you go, oh, there's this new game show that we maybe should check out, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> okay, a game show called Who Do You Believe? It would be like yeah. you know a show where. The, like that show we saw a few weeks ago where they're lying yeah. and then you have to decide if they're lying or not. Um, yeah. That's but that's what not this what this is. This is a true... <laughs> no. I would say a true crime is like a v- stretching the definition of crime. Because at yes. least in this because, first episode... Uh, yes, especially this first episode. I was like, what the fuck? Well, is- you gotta think that they, they're trying to hook you in that episode one. So this has to be one of the more salacious, yeah. more... In- out there things that happens in the show you know what i'm saying because this is episode one they're not going to put the worst one they're going to put that in the middle they're going to put the best one in the front um but the crime itself was i was expecting like a murder mystery of some type you know what i mean or something like Mm -hmm. that that's not this was like a quarrel between uh of what do you spouses right but it had yes. some twist and turns where okay one of them might be crooked one of them might be uh i guess there was one part where they thought he might be poisoning her or whatever yes yes and then at the end they're like they so each person from the story the woman the husband and the wife give their side of the, the story uh which are t- you know opposing each other and then at the end what did you expect to happen at the end from I expect, like, they were going to say, oh, this is the guilty person. Yeah, like, lay out all the, uh, the all the details yeah, and go, like, evidence. okay, yeah. here's what she said, here's what he said, but here's what actually happened. And then do, right. like, a, a breakdown of, like, the actual... But, but that's not what happened at the end, was it, Luke? <laughs> no, 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 they just said, who do you believe? That's it. <laughs> It's like, we'll just leave it up to you to decide. We don't know. We didn't do any research. We just talked to these people and then and then left. <laughs> we couldn't be bothered to, like, look anything up or, like, ask the police. Talk to the local, like, authorities or, like, even interview the neighbors, possibly, you know? Oh, gosh. 
Yeah. It, it felt very like, we done the magic trick. <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine the person, like, the only uh, people that might like it are, like, true crime people who, like, love true crime. But even those people, I feel like, would be like, this is really tame yeah. for a true crime show. But it is on ABC, <laughs> right? So. Yeah. Overall, I don't know. It's pretty bad. I'm. Uh, does it go down to a into the two area, into the two range? Because I'm definitely at least at a three. Uh, I'll give it a two point five. I guess. I I'm I'm at three. It's so it's so hilarious, and it's 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 not the worst thing. I think the I ending week, so. takes it from a three to a two point five for me because <clears throat> of how mm-hmm. they wrapped it up, just being like, I don't know. Do you? Do you know how it ends? Because I don't. I don't know how it ends. <laughs> what? Like, could yeah. you have a more lazy ending than I don't know? It ended. This is the end. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not the worst thing I watched on TV this week. Thanks to you, I watched something worse. But uh, we'll talk to talk about that when we come to the movies. Oh right, yeah. I was uh, gonna. Uh, you said when you said TV, I thought you meant on TV. Yeah, no, there was a worse know. movie for sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's talk about Love in the Jungle, uh, Luke. Okay. Did you see this? It's on Discovery Plus, so you have to have Discovery Plus to watch it, apparently. Okay. Uh, but I'm sure, like, pretty soon it'll be available on, like, this Discovery app. It'll probably take a week or something. Yeah, I shall do this. Uh, the concept is extremely stupid. Uh, so it's a love show, everybody. We, because, holy shit, we need more of those. That's well, more like, so... specifically more like a Love Island type reality yeah. show. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we definitely need that. Uh, single people come to an island. Guess what? Uh, the twist is, uh, well, they have to be like animals. And animals don't communicate with each other with real uh, stuff. So they have to make n- monkey noises to each other and things like that. That is the concept <laughs> of this show. Uh, also, they have to do tasks and competitions that are like animal uh focused and you kind of have to act like the animal you are here's my biggest problem uh well one of the biggest problems uh because this is a shit show right but they are allowed to talk to each other during dates uh why oh they're allowed to talk to each other when they're one on one is that what you're saying yeah for example yeah or a two on a two on one date for example and uh and there and the the thing that we saw in the intro that i showed you uh it was like nobody's allowed to uh, to talk to each other it's just pure animal instinct no it's also talking (laughs) like it is (laughs) like i i would say okay maybe 20% 20% is normal dating show talking, right. and 80% is this, like, stupid animal noises to each other and humping each other and things like that, but other than that, like, they know each other, like, with personality and words and stuff like that, so it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, I give it a three. Three, okay. Okay, three. that's pretty bad. Uh, let's talk about Star Trek, I suppose. Sure. Strange 
worlds? New worlds. Strange new no, worlds. Strange yeah. new worlds, yeah. Uh, is This is like a prequel. Am I wrong? Yes. Because it's like yes. young Captain Kirk. Yes. And then we got Uhura and very young. And yeah. Um, who else was very young in this? Like a young version of the... Uh, Spock. Spock, right. Okay, and then there was also... Uh, the teleporter guy, right? He was also... Right. Uh, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but... Uh, uh, him. Yeah. So yeah. it's a prequel to the original Star Trek? That's what... Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they it's set in, a, in the future, obviously, from now, because they reference in mm-hmm. this the politics of current America... Mm-hmm. Something people were very angry at online. Oh, really? Okay, tell me about that. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, uh, the uh, uh, January sixth riot was like the start of World War Three. It's more or less what they made it up to, and Republicans were like, "How dare they?" I mean, they literally said like. Civil. Um, there was a civil war in America. I think uh, is what they right. were definitely. Uh, they said civil war, and they were talking about America. So they were definitely alluding to a civil war in America. In this, uh, I don't know. The acting is fine. The storylines, you know, Star Trek level storyline. I mean, you're you're more mm. a Trekkie than me. So what did you think of the story? I am definitely a Trekkie. Um... <sighs> storyline is okay i assume i i i out of this first episode i'm not super excited to see more but uh that's my personal taste i I didn't really like this to be honest i was super engaged in the first 20 minutes or so (laughs) when it's like you're meeting the characters and they're leaving up into the point where we actually go on to the new planet that's when I started mm. to get kind of disinterested in it, because then, mm. when they were on the planet, it started to look like a CW show to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Everything before that was like this really cool-looking special effects, and every, all the acting was good. And then we went down to the planet, and it felt like I was a, uh, it felt like I was in some kind of CW, like the 100 kind of show or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept for the storyline is definitely like. Uh, fact, like they're trying to relate current like geopolitical politics in a, in the world, in our world, to yeah. this other world, saying like, oh, our our Earth used to be like this with a, before we got this advanced technology, we were like this uh this planet, and they're trying to like make this you know correlation. It's definitely trying to be political. I would definitely agree mm-hmm. to that. I don't it, depending on what side of the aisle you land on. I guess is if it's if that's good or bad for you. Um, as far as, like, history of Star Trek, think, this is yeah. kind of broken, though? Yes. And, that, and that's, that's like, my main problem with this. It feels very, very broken. Well, specifically Star Trek Four, which is maybe mm. possibly the worst Star Trek movie ever made. Um, yes. It's the one where they oh, have shit. to rescue the whales. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, that, I do remember that. They go to Earth in that, and it's like the 1980s, right? And mm-hmm. so this show, they're in the future, 
which breaks the concept of it being a prequel because in Star yeah. Trek Four it's the eighties. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah so yeah. the timeline gets totally broken uh, by that, but sure. And I don't like when they mix politics in my sci-fi sci-fi show, even though I agree with the politics of it. I just don't like that kind of thing. But yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm going to be pretty negative and say four. Oh, really? Okay. I uh, what did I give this a score yet? No, I I'd go a six. I, okay. Uh, five point five. I'll give it. Um, okay. I think, like, the acting and stuff is really good. I think, like I said, the once they get onto the planet, it, that's when everything kind of goes downhill. I do like mm-hmm. the political message of it, but I agree, like, it's a little, what, overhanded in this. Like, it could be a little more subtle. Yeah. Do you remember the island look? The island? No. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. The but... I- island? Where... where... Where people were trapped on an island and we hated it, uh, and they were blowing in seashells, and they were like, people were watching them because they were part of an experiment. Oh, that, like yeah, that. yeah, that was terrible, yeah. Well, uh, I don't think it was called the island, though, but maybe it was. Was it? Yeah. I, I, was it called I Island or something like that? I don't remember. I do remember what show you're talking about, but I don't remember, like, what it was, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to see the Spanish version of that certain show, look? Then you can see Welcome to Eden on Netflix. Uh, Talking about things that felt like CW. Uh, This definitely felt like CW uh, show for me. This is one of those those shows where I was like, uh, this reminds me of something, and I was watching it, and it's like, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, better acting, I will say that, and uh, semi-interesting, very young adult, very, like, yeah, uh, TV show. Uh, I don't recommend it for you because it's very boring. It's very trite, and it's something we have seen before. Right. I will give it a three point five, I guess. Uh, okay, yeah. I guess um, it was called. It was. It wasn't called the island. It was called the I dash land. Right. That's right. Ah, that's what. Right, um, like the letter I dash land. Uh, Clark. Let's talk about the, the last two shows are both mm-hmm. really good shows. So let's talk about Clark first. Um, mm-hmm. What Bill Skarsgård was in it, right? And uh, this is about Clark Olufsen. Is that how you say his last mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. Who? What? He's the guy who they coined the term Stockholm syndrome because he was a bank robber who. Well, I guess. I mean, According to this, was very like him. <laughs> charismatic. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you see this in Swedish or did you see it in English? Uh, I watched it with the dub. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. It didn't I... seem weird or anything. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I heard uh, that the dub was perfectly fine. I watched it in Swedish, of course, of course because like I understand Swedish. Sure. Side, uh, but but uh, yeah, no, it was a very fun show, very good directed, very good storyline. I haven't heard about this story before, so that was also fun. Uh, I mean, I, I knew the reference <laughs> to like, um, 
Well, Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. And, like, yeah, yeah. I knew how that went down as far as it being a bank robbery and that, you know, I knew all that, the bank robbery story. But I didn't oh, know okay. any of the story of the guy prior to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which yeah. they start kind of when he's fairly young and then they skip pretty quickly up until he's, you know, what, tw in his 20s, 18, 20, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. um, breaking out of a uh, ch child, children's prison. Children's Reform School, something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, what, six episodes? But they're all very long episodes. They're like, what, uh, all over an hour each, a little over an hour each. Um, mm -hmm. Very good acting, very interesting story. Very. One of the better shows I've seen this year. It's got to get like oh, a yeah. 8.5. I have it at a 9, so yeah. I could be convinced to go to a 9. Yeah, um... And for, like, uh, Netflix uh, right now, because they're getting so much flack for, like, having bad shows, this is a really good show. Mm. Well, the last show I saw was Candy. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, this is uh, with Jessica Biel, uh, Melanie Lukonski, that is maybe the to uh, two main players. Holy fuck, I didn't think this was going to be as good as it is. I didn't go in with any expectations, really, because it was recommended to me on my um, TV, but the banner, all it had was just a picture of Jessica Biel's character. Not not, right. not alluding to anything. It's not like there was like uh, anything else in, in it. It was just a picture of her. And so there's no real way to tell what the hell it was when I clicked on it. Um, and I went into it. Uh, totally blind, basically, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's about a yeah. uh, Jessica Biel's character, who's like a very busy housewife in the. It seems like the late eighties or like mid, yeah, something in there, very, early nineties. Yeah. yeah, um, and she's taking care of her kids, and then there's this other woman whose husband is out of town on a business trip, and she's got a baby who she's having a, a lot of trouble with, clearly. Uh, she mm. doesn't... There's something that's... Uh, something going on with her and uh, mentally. Maybe she's having some, a mental breakdown or something. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, they, they know each other, and somehow we find out that one of... Somebody dies in this, I guess, is what I'll say. And uh, mm -hmm. it, at that point, it's a murder mystery, right? Yeah. I am going to give this a 9.5 look. I really, really dig this. I have never seen Jessica Biel act like this. I really, really think this is one of the best shows this year so far. I I, I like the atmosphere, and I really dig like, how it was, was made. Just amazing. Really, really cool. And it's be put, being put out, like, day by day instead of week by week is, is what I'm mm -hmm. seeing. Uh, so I didn't even know there's, like, two more episodes out since I watched it already, which is pretty wild. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's very... Just the quality is so good that I got to give it a 9. Um, I just haven't seen enough of it to go any higher than that, I don't think. I guess it could go down, but I don't think it will. Cool. Uh, that was the last thing I saw as well. It's just amazing. 
we have some TV. Uh, no, we don't have some TV news because we also saw Killing It. I almost forgot about that. Oh yeah, Killing but It episode that four. Was, that was fun. Uh, episode four is called Carlos. Right, the new character we get in this episode. Craig and Julian join forces with Brock to take down a mysterious new rival. Uh, mm-hmm. So in this episode, our, what we considered the bad guy up until this yeah. episode was Brock, <laughs> who he was like their nemesis, their, the one that they needed to beat to be able to mm-hmm. get the money for killing snakes. Uh, Brock uh, and them realize that there's a guy that's way better than they are, or seemingly he's got more... Well, the see, count is, see, yes, yes. The count is way seemingly higher. Seemingly better. <laughs> so they're like, how is he... This episode, but. How is he doing so well? How is he bringing in so many snakes? So they go to investigate yeah. this guy. And that's what this episode is, is them investigating mm-hmm. Carlos. Who the hell is Carlos? Like, how is he such a badass snake uh, capturer? <laughs> Catcher, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, this is uh, the best episode so far. I had so much fun with this. Yeah, it was good. Really, really, really fun. Uh, good to come back to the original storyline. A uh, lot of, like, movement. Just love... I love watching this show weekly instead of, like, binging it. Again, I have to say that it's, like... It, I'm enjoying it because of the quality, and you don't. It's it's a show where I'm like, oh, I want to see the new ep- uh, episode, next episode, but I don't like need. To. I, <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, it just it, it ends there the episode, and I'm curious what they will do next time. But it's so full of fun, and I laughed my ass off. Yeah, it's just funny and 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 stupid. Mm. And it doesn't seem to get worse or better. I mean, even though the last episode went away from this specific, like, direction and storyline, as far as, like, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really even see Brock in the last episode, so there was no, like, a- real antagonist. Um, this episode, I, I, or I think that episode made this episode even feel cooler or funner because uh, it gave you a break from that, that storyline instead of... Um, does that make sense? Where you might have yeah. got burned out if we didn't have the last episode. So yeah, overall, this episode, I uh, gotta give it an eight point five, I guess, because it's yeah. better. I agree. It's an eight point five. Uh, yeah. It would would it be better with Fred Savage in it or worse with Fred Savage in it? Uh, right now, I think it would be. Worse. It'd probably be off yeah. the air if it had Fred Savage yeah. in it, because according to this, Fred Savage <laughs> fired from Wonder Years reboot after allegations of inappropriate conduct. Uh, Fred Savage has been terminated from uh, a reboot of ABC's The Wonder Years, uh, said a spokesman from 20th Century or 20th Television. Uh, they took out the century, I guess. Uh, <laughs> they took out the century. Uh, Savage was dismissed from the series following an investigation into unspecified allegations of inappropriate conduct. Uh, Recently, we were made aware of allegations of inappropriate conduct by Fred Savage and our policy and... Oh, and it is the policy to investigate and it was launched. Upon its completion, the decision was made to terminate his employment. So... Yeah. Whatever... We we don't really know what he did, I guess, but whatever he did, it was enough to get him fired. 
he according to to people like he was angry and like he was like throwing things at people and just a terrible terrible person hmm. to work with it's almost like being a child actor isn't good for people um <laughs> cuz it works out most of the time right uh no it doesn't right okay uh another person who has some misconduct, but this is sexual mm-hmm. misconduct. Mario Batali, terrible, terrible guy. Yeah, I didn't know this about him. I didn't know that. I've he... heard of it recently from on, yeah. on like YouTube channels that uh, there's even more stories coming about. You know, that always happens. More stories start to come out after somebody gets accused of something. Mm-hmm. But mm, he started. Mario Batali's sexual misconduct trial started on Monday in a Boston court. Uh, His accuser took the stand and recounted how she had been shocked, surprised, and alarmed as the celebrity chef aggressively kissed and groped her in 2017 while taking selfies. Uh, She felt embarrassed uh, until she saw that other women had stepped forward to share similar encounters with Batali. This is a quote. This is... This happened to me, and this is my life. The woman responded when prosecutors asked why she had come forward. Mm. Um, Batali's lawyer sought to discredit her, arguing that the assault never happened, saying the accuser had financial incentive to lie, seeking more than $50,000 in damages. So. Uh, Look, uh, I have seen Keeping Up With The Kardashian uh, 2.0. I'm just going to call it that. Okay, I, I mean, I tr- it's called the Kardashians, I think. Right. See, I don't even remember that. Uh, uh, there's a very big part of that where Kim Kardashian uh, accuses her uh, ex, Ray J, for having a tape uh, of her that is sexualized. Well, uh, tell me a little more about this. Was this uh, something she didn't know about? Uh, right. I, I feel like we... This was like... Or at least had been rumored for many years. Uh, I thought it had kind of been insinuated to... In the Paris Hilton documentary also. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Yeah. But, yep, yep, yep. but now Kim Kardashian's ex-Ray J has claimed that Kim and and her mother, Kris Jenner, orchestrated the uh, sex tape release. Uh, the singer, whose na- real name is Ray Norwood, accused Kardashian and Jenner of using him to create drama for a storyline for their new Hulu show. In the series, viewers witnessed Kardashian brought to tears when Kanye West delivered her a hard drive said to be from Ray J, which allegedly contained unreleased footage of their infamous sex tape. Ray J has since disputed the events, calling this a lie. Uh, right. Ray J uh, came out and said, I've never leaked anything. I've never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been a leak. It was always a deal and partnership between Chris Jenner and Kim and me, and we've always been partners since the beginning of this, said Ray J to the Daily Mail. Uh, this is the opposition to initial reclaim or initial claims that he had released the tape. Uh, he added, "I've sat in the shadow for 14 years, allowing them to use my name, to abuse my name, make billions of dollars over a decade and a half, talking about a talk- topic I've never really spoken about." So, um, Ray J told newspapers he suggested the idea of the tape 
after seeing the release of Paris Hilton's sex tape with Rick Solomon. Yeah, and uh, the con uh, concerts seem that there is a distribution deal between Kardashian Jenner and uh, Vivid Entertainment. Right, but before the release of the tape in February 2007, Kardashian sued Vivid Entertainment for invasion of privacy uh, and for ownership of the tape. However, she dropped that suit and settled out of court for $5 million. Uh, Vivid Entertainment's Steve Hirsch confirmed that the deal was not brokered by Kardashian or Jenner and has maintained that Kardashian fought this release. Uh... But one thing that people are pointing out, let's see if I can find it. Um, there's a book that came out from attorney Michael Wil Wilson, who mm -hmm. it says it appears that both Kim Kardashian and Ray J consented to make the sex tape. Clearly both were aware of the taping as they were both mugging for the camera. Kim and Ray J's sex tapes is in high quality and well shot. Additionally, both parties would have had to consent to signing on to a distribution deal, deal originally with Vivint Entertainment. Uh, right. So they would have had to have known for Vivid to release it, because um, there's no way they would have released it without consent from both parties. So uh, that's that's evidence that says that Ray J is telling the truth. I guess. I mean, according to this Newsweek fact check, they're saying this is mostly true. A consensus seems to be that there is a distribution deal between Kardashian Jenner and Vivid Entertainment, but it's still unclear how the company got the tape. Right. Because they, like, the the head of the company said they didn't give it to him, right? But they did, yeah. uh, they would have had to have consented to releasing it, so they did make money off of it. What we've heard is they had a million-dollar upfront deal, uh, like, to, to release this tape, so. Time to go into some Eurovision news. Uh, let's talk about American Song Contest uh, first. Uh... There was a winner, and it is K-pop star Alexa that wins American Song Contest. Uh, what did you think about this song? I mean, it's very generic. It's very American pop song. Uh, the thing I saw that I thought people were, at least the things that I saw about it, people were like, K-pop song, and I'm like, this is not K-pop, right? Uh, she's a K-pop star. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Right. But the song itself didn't sound like K-pop to no. me. It, it was no. didn't have enough electric, electronic like vibe to it. It was very standard, I don't know, Britney Spears from like the late 2000s sound to it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Except trying to stylistically look like uh, a more new age type, type look, right? Yeah. Um, Bella Porch, maybe, is what she, what she was going yeah. for. Bella uh, Porch, uh, yeah. And in that sense, it was fine. I don't know. The song itself, I'd probably give like a uh, a 4.5. Yeah, I, w I, I would probably give it a 5.5. I, I like the tempo of it. I think this would do shit in Eurovision, though. Uh, I wonder what you think about this. Do you think it would do good in Eurovision? I think it would get lost in the shuffle, kind of, just because yeah, it's so generic. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't think it was good. That could be cool, uh, though, if we got, like, 
Well, we were talking about how we don't like that there's spreading out Eurovision to all these different places, but what could be cool right. is if you did do that enough places that then you could have an ultimate Eurovision. A Eurovision winner. Eurovision yeah. world, where like yeah. all the country, it's... like all the countries and then Europe, Euro, Eurovision, and they have their winners go against each other. That could be. That they could be did that cool. with Idol one year, look. American Idol? Yeah. No, I well, they, I don't they, watch they, American Idol, so. Uh, American Idol. They did World Idol. Uh, do you know what country that won World Idol, by the way? Uh, Fun fact. From the tone of your voice, I'm going to say Norway. Yes. <laughs> we won World Idol with Kurt Nielsen. He won the whole thing. I was so happy. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go into real Eurovision. Um, we talked about Subwoofer and the Norwegian thing. Uh, guess what? Uh, the DJ in the music video, DJ Astronaut, is Tex from last year. What? Uh, well, I'm not surprised, I guess. Um, how what? did they, how did they how did we find out about it? Is the question. So, uh, he was going to have an interview, and it was so hot outside that he lifted his hat. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it didn't have good ventilation showed... or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it showed his face. <laughs> and it's been so hot in Norway lately, right? Is that what, what part yeah. of it, probably? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And and if it's an interview, you're going to have, like, lights on you and shit? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and somebody caught it with a camera. That's funny. That's kind of that's kind of cool though. I mean, like, do you think at the end of if they would have like kept it a secret at the end of the song in the main of like main, would they have revealed it? That would have been kind of cool. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think so. So uh, the first semifinal was uh, yesterday, uh, and I'm I'm extremely happy to to, to say that Norway is uh, true. Uh, with some other countries, uh, we had Switzerland, Armenia, uh, Iceland, Lithuania, Portugal, then Norway, then Greece, Ukraine, shock, Moldova, <laughs> and the Netherlands. Uh, that are true. Uh, I told my father that uh, I would walk to Oslo if Ukraine didn't <laughs> come into the final. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's like 50 miles to walk. <laughs> right, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I think everybody knows, kind yeah. of, I mean, they're going to come in top three, if if, oh, yeah. if one or one or two maybe is even a better bet, if you were betting on it, I suppose. Um, yeah, uh, I'm seeing something but here I, about Kim Kardashian, I, if, in, if oh, you're done. Can I just say, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just going to say that I teased, yes, uh, well, last week that I will... Tell people what is the worst song this year, and it's Germany. Oh, okay. Um, What I'm seeing here, a source telling Us Weekly, Kim is mortified in this period of her life coming up gun. It was such a hard time of speculation and invasion of privacy. Uh, uh, And that Us Weekly, uh, they asked for some, uh, like a response from the Kardashians. Uh, mm-hmm. In a statement to us, Kardashian's attorney, Mar- Marty Singer, called the allegations unequivocally false. Ray J, uh, 
Ray J has called the claims not cool on Instagram. Okay, so uh, not cool. Kim's lawyer, at least, there's been no statement by any of the family members, is saying that the allegations are false. So that's the first thing. This is the first time I've seen any kind of um, response from the Kardashians. Audible trial, audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want a free Audible trial and a free book, uh, cancel before 30 days. And you got to keep mm-hmm. your free audio book or podcast or whatever else. Uh, and I think you'll like Audible. I've had it in the past. Fro has it now. It's it's fun. If you like audiobooks, yeah. you, you're going to like it. I definitely don't have over a thousand books on Audible. I swear. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> he lied. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix is being sued by shareholders over subscriber losses. According to Variety, the online streaming giant is being hit by a lawsuit by its shareholders who claim that Netflix misled them about the extent of recent subscriber losses. Uh, in a federal district court in San Francisco, it alleges that Netflix vo- uh, violated U.S. security laws by making materially false or misleading statements to its shareholders. It also claims that Netflix failed to disclose material uh, facts about the company's business operations and prospects. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Netflix is having a lot of problems uh, right now, I guess, is what we're hearing. I mean, they just, Mm -hmm. what I heard is they shut down, like, the animation studio, animation department, Um, so they're having layoffs as well, Uh, so they're just in a bad way right now for whatever reason, multiple reasons, I guess. I think we covered all that, like, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, they are spitting out some good things, like, for example, the first movie I saw this week, Our Father, on Netflix. This is a documentary uh, between Bloomhouse and Netflix. I didn't know they did things together. Bloomhouse seems uh, to do stuff with everybody. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, uh, this is about a woman that takes a home DNA test, and then she discovers that she has more siblings, like half siblings. And then she finds out that she has a lot of half-siblings. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is about how a popular fertility doctor used his own sperm <laughs> to populate a small town in in U.S. Right. I think, it was, like, the last time they counted, they had, like, 77 half-siblings or something. And... You can maximum do like six, I think it is, from one donor. But uh, yeah, no, this was really good. Uh, I recommend this to everybody. It was, it felt very uh, spooky because I was like, yeah, I can see why Bloomhouse is involved with this. And uh, it does definitely isn't like a paper cut uh, uh, Netflix documentary. Uh, I would recommend it hardly. I would say. 8.5, maybe? Uh, okay, I saw Honeymoon with my mother. This was a... Jeez, mm-hmm. I want to say it was Spanish. Yeah, it was a Spanish film. It was. Uh, it, it, it. What I read earlier is like it's a remake of another movie that came out 
a while ago. But it's basically about a guy who gets left at the altar by a woman, and then he's left with all the bill for the wedding cause I, and, and the cost of the honeymoon that he hasn't taken yet. So his mother convinces him to go on the honeymoon uh, with her because it's already paid for like uh, and everything. But when they get there, for some reason, this is this resort is mad if you're not actually a couple. So they have to pretend to be yeah, married. Why? I don't understand. Why? That was like a very convenient I mean, plot point. <laughs> I didn't understand why this was. Like, what you can't, kind of hotel does this? You, yeah, they're like, we're going to kick you out if we find out that you're, you guys Man. aren't actually married. And so there's this one woman who's always like sneaking around trying to catch them. Spy them. Spying mm. on them, right? And it's like... What so kind of hor- what kind of horrible service <laughs> is this? Where like if you uh, if you aren't married, they can like I guess uh, right right to refuse service to anybody, but that just seems ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, some of the comedy was funny, but overall it was very cheesy and silly and stupid. So I I don't know. I have to give it a uh, a four. I give it a three point five. Yeah, we're close. I can see a 3.5 for sure. It's still not the worst movie I saw this week, Luke. Yeah. Thanks for that. Okay, that's the only other movie I saw this week, so did you see anything besides that? Uh, nope. Okay, we both uh, saw Marmaduke. <laughs> yeah, we sure did on Netflix. Um, this is a movie that exists. It is barely a... F- a coherent movie like <laughs> storyline wise there it's just all over the place like the opening does not like do any in- introduction to characters it's just like you're just in this house like and you're just supposed to know who these characters i guess are i guess because you know you follow the marmaduke uh cartoon mm. series which i don't even know if it's been around since like the 1960s or something it's like the oldest thing ever um, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, what is the rules of who hears Marmaduke and doesn't? It's total like, none of the animals <laughs> make sense because some of the animals can talk and they'll be heard, and some of the animals can't talk at all, and then other ones can be, they can talk but can't be heard by people, but they can't be heard by animals, and then some animals, oh. like, they aren't. Like the animals will talk to the animal, and they're like, "Oh, you, you're, you're like that type of animal that doesn't have the ability to speak." It's very that whole thing is totally confused. The weird part about this is it's got like, uh, lots of fairly good actors in it, which is very weird. It's got Pete Davidson, J.K. Simmons, uh, yeah, David, uh, Concher. What's his name? The guy from. Well, he's been a lot of very good uh, comedy movies. I guess he was in uh, Anchorman. It's probably the thing, one of the things he's most famous for. Uh, I, I either, either this is a sacrifice to a blood demon because they kind of had to do this movie because they they signed a contract with the devil, or they really are getting highly paid because holy shit, this is one of the worst shit movies I have ever seen in my entire life. I would rather... there. There's Okay, there's so much I would rather do than watch this movie again. Because I, I, I have to tell you, I uh, 
you were like, oh, this is bad. So I went into thinking it would be terrible. It's worse than that, even. <laughs> it, is. it is. It's the story. It's the problem is the storyline <laughs> is so incoherent. Like you start, it starts with like the story of them at the house or whatever. But then mm. you have this guy randomly who's like sees a news thing and wants to like uh, train Marmaduke to be in a pageant or something for some weird reason, and like. Uh, that guy is like the bad guy for most of the movie, but then at some point becomes like, he's good. He's the good guy. And now the dog who was working with somebody else is now the bad guy. The, the bad guy is now on the team of Marmaduke all of a sudden for no reason at all, like no explanation. (laughs) And then there's like this whole scene of the talent show, which was maybe the most ridiculous thing (laughs) ever. And like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't add anything to like the actual movie. And like, uh, he doesn't even like. Yeah, the whole thing is just broken storyline wise. It feels like they, especially since there's so many good actors, that there was like a fairly coherent script and everything that these actors read. Right. And then in the editing room, or something happened somewhere. Um, maybe they didn't have time to finish it, and they just has to had to rush it out. And that's where it got ruined. Is something in the editing just well got to- totally lost? Talking about uh, rushing it out. Why was this animated on the Windows ninety eight machine? With yeah, I mean, that, I I bad would animation. It, it's not as bad <laughs> as Food Fight, like the animation, but oh, like the storyline. This, well, yeah, it's close in certain parts, but the storyline is just as incoherent and nonsensical as uh, as Food Fight. And some of the the voice a- acting is bad, or I mean, doesn't like line up with the lips of the animation and things like that. I mean, I gave this a <laughs> this has got to get a zero. There's no redeeming oh, yeah. qualities no, no, no. to to this as a movie. It almost felt like they just took a bunch of shorts, uh, like. They wanted to put on like a cartoon network or something. They took a bunch of shorts and then jammed them together to try to make a coherent film, if that makes sense. If there was something redeeming, it was J.K. Simmons as a poodle. And uh, it didn't even sound right, though. Like (laughs) it didn't. It he (laughs) sounded like totally didn't sound like the voice didn't sound right for the character. So yeah, no. And well. Pete Davidson doesn't fit that character. Yeah, yeah. No, it's oh. just all off. Nobody, nobody fits any character. Well, uh, do you think the movie that we're going to watch uh, the trailer for is better? Uh, I honestly don't have any idea. Well, let's see. Little Suckers, as I thought it was. <laughs> What an intro. Doctor, our friend needs your help. Please, help us. Oh, this is not Harry Potter at all. Oh my god. It's so bad. Is this uh... It reminds me of uh, those um, Barbie. Barbie and Cinderella together. Barbie and Can anyone help this one song. Sure, like a Barbie cartoon. Is, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Okay. Yes, thank you. Welcoming hosts. I don't think we should 
Why is the music so loud? I don't know. I can't I, try, hear. I, I think maybe it's trying to hide how awful this movie is. And nobody knows who they will become. <laughs> and nobody knows who they will become. I'm sure you're gonna be a Holy shit, why is the music getting louder? I don't know. I can't hear any of the any of it. Oh, best, <coughs> best trailer ever. What is this? That was, uh, that sure was a trailer. That definitely just happened for sure. Mm -hmm. What is this totally Oscar nominated movie all about? Uh, right. Let's see if I can find a. Description of it really quick. Uh, a group of friends set out on a quest to find a magic stone to turn their mouse friend back into a prince. Okay, this it says it's either called Ella, original title Ella and the Little Sorcerer, but it's also called The Little Sorcerer, but it's also called Cinderella and the Little Sorcerer. So it's any number of those titles. <laughs> My okay. Alice uh, 101, 109, gave it 10 stars out of 10 look. Okay. Has uh, said, I have no right to criticize, but my four-year-old does. I saw this theater with my four-year-old daughter. What I thought about the movie is irrelevant. <laughs> is it? Uh, uh, I mean, to a degree. I mean, this <laughs> movie is definitely not made for us. My daughter, on the other hand, loved it. She laughed and howled through. She didn't want it to end. I'm very happy I wasn't in that movie theater. <laughs> this movie is, uh, was intended for her, not me. She gives it a 10, so that's what I will report. Okay. I mean, I guess some people would make fun of you for, like, rating a movie like this <laughs> when you're an adult. Uh, I also went to the IMDb, so hopefully we don't overlap too much, but uh, 1 out of 10, Hot Garbage from Emily Mommy 17 says, This movie was hot garbage. I started to fall asleep and had to fight it with all my might to be able to get through it. I ended up going on my mobile device to keep from falling asleep. One kid in the theater kept running up and down because the movie was far from entertaining. The storyline was all over the place and had some really weird animation. I realized my child had fallen asleep, and I would have left instead of being tortured uh, by sitting through this film. We should have, uh, <laughs> we should have went and watched Batman or Spider Man instead. Is there a Spider Man movie out in the theaters right now? Spider Man, yeah. Okay. F far from home or something. Oh, like is that? that still in theaters? I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe. think so. Yeah, in certain places probably. Well, that sounds like an amazing movie look. Uh, also coming up, out is happening. In uh, 1963, stu student Anna has a bright future ahead of her, but her dreams of finishing her studies is shattered when she becomes pregnant. And then she finds out that uh, Road vs. Wade is returned. Uh, no, that's not what it says, but that was kind of funny. As her final exam approaches, Anna decides to take matters to her own hands. Ooh, ooh. Is this like she's trying to put a coat hanger into her... I hope not. 
Yeah. No. 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 85% on Metacritic, and 74% of Google users like this movie, so maybe it's good. Uh, respect the Jucks. Uh, spelled okay, J-U-X. A man turns to a life of crime when he moves to the United States to search for the American dream. It doesn't say where he's moving from or anything, but 7.3 <laughs> out of 10 on IMDb. 80% of Google users liked it. Let's see if there's a no tomato meter reading. Uh, yeah. Okay. Suicide for Beginners. That's a weird title of a movie. Obviously, it's uh, meant in- to draw your attention, though, and I think it works yeah. if that's what it's meant sure. to do. <laughs> Insecure and unhinged, Garrett is dead set on murdering the unrequired love of his life. When he comes face to face with his victim, things quickly spiral out of his control and finding himself a a deranged path of becoming a serial killer. Okay. Uh, 72 of Google users like this movie and nothing else. Uh, the Sanctity of Space, inspired by the photography of legendary explorer Bad, oh, Brad Washburn, three friends traverse some of Alaska's most challenging peaks. Uh, so it's a documentary, kind of? Um, Sounds like a documentary. Yeah, but it's about mountain climbing. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, Remembering Heaven. Oh my god, is this a Christian movie? Sounds like it. Uh, Remembering Heaven is directed by Tom Lochlin. Uh, Speaker and filmmaker Sarah Hinch completed dozens of uplifting and uh, remarkable accounts of parents and families who had an opportunity to meet their souls and sons and daughters before they were born. These souls share what eternal uh, spirits who lived in the realm of light and beauty becomes coming to the earth. Okay, that is a movie I definitely want to see. Uh, No reviews. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look a little more into this lady really quick. But Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens a portal to the multiverse. However, a threat emerges that may be too big for his team to handle. 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 86% of Google users liked it, directed by Sam Raimi. Mm, Pretty solid scores there. Let's see, Sarah Hines. Sam Raimi. Like, what? Sarah Hines also has a book called We Lived in Heaven. Um, oh, my gosh. The Memory of a Catcher? Uh, and the A Pawn for a King. Uh, she doesn't seem to be primarily a, a Christian author or anything, so... Hmm. Yeah. So, what movie do you want to see the most? Uh... I guess Suicide for Beginners? Yeah, for me it's Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, I'm not, obviously I'm not interested in that all that much. Um, yeah. The rest of it's these, I, I don't think any of the rest of these I'm really that interested in seeing, so. 
not remembering having look. No, I mean it, it, it could be good to watch <laughs> as a, like a joke, like a just to make fun of it. But well, next week, look, what will we do then? Talking news of the week, we'll do TV and movies of the week again. Uh, we will be talking about the Eurovision final, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a big segment, probably. Killing it, episode five. And another just a review of Family Camp. Okay. Are you looking forward to see Eurovision again? It'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. get it's you, we make it like a, an event kind of, you know, you it's three hours. You get a, some good food and some good drink and just have make it an event and then hanging out with friends. It's always going to be fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's crappy or something goes wrong, it's still fun. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see when Ukraine wins. That will be fun. Uh, Jeremy round. Uh, let's talk about H three H three new podcast. Did you like it? New podcast? What do you mean? Uh, they came out. Uh, they talked to. Gosh, uh, I totally forgot their name now. Oh, the bird guy? Is that what you're talking about? Or Yes. Okay. I don't know the guy's name, but the birds aren't real guy. I mean, that's what I know him as. Yes. Is that and the one you're talking so... about? or? Yes. Okay. And it was so incredibly interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that... I remember seeing that and going, this can't be real, right? Like, the birds aren't real phenomena when it actually started happening. I remember being like, is this real? Is it not real? Like, I was even somewhat mm-hmm. confused as to what was true and what was not true in that situation. So, yeah, the guy, or the young man, I mean, technically, he's, like, barely out of college. Um, he just has an eye for, like, absurd things, but I think it sounded like he also just kind of lucked into it on accident, right? As a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like he was like, oh... Uh, we're going to do a joke, and 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 uh, he took it a little too far. <laughs> uh, right? Did you see any of the stuff about Ollie London? No. You know who that is, right? Yes. Um, he had an interview. I think it was in England. Uh, okay. With a woman, uh, and. He said, I identify as Korean. I used to live in Korea. I was I lived there for one year. I love the culture, the history, the people. I put myself through a lot of pain and a lot of surgical procedures to become more Korean aesthetic. I spent a lot of time learning the language, uh, learning how to cook Korean food. London said, people didn't really get it. Um, transracial doesn't exist, uh, the interviewer said. Um you're not a Korean man, no matter how much surgery you do, no matter how much... Uh, so she, like, called him out, obviously, for this. Uh, right. While acknowledging that no one can take away a minority group, what a minority group has been through, London claimed that millions and millions of people are already combing cultures. I'm Korean. People knew you to accept that, he said. So he's still not backing down. To, like, I've been waiting for some interview to, interviewer to, like, kind of just say the thing that everybody's thinking and that actually happened this week and he even then was like no you gotta i'm transracial right that's 
so fucking strange. I don't know. I, it's, it's a lot of things. I, I mean, it's there's a lot of uh, a cry for help there, but it's also like an addiction to pro- plastic mm. surgery, obviously, and other body morphia issues. You know, there's a lot going on there that like are actual real issues that uh, people... I think it is even almost bad to like focus on his transracial stuff because there's so many other... He clearly has so many other problems also. Mm, right. Mm. Uh, Mark Rober uh, pranks a scam call in India. That was fun. Really, really, really good. Oh, is that this week? Yeah, that was a good video. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like this one way better than his package thief like series you know mm-hmm. i've every year i say i have a bit of a problem with the ones where it could just be a guy trying to feed his kids you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. i don't feel like that guy deserves to get pranked these people deserve to get Definitely pranked <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. there is no there is no white area or gray area i mean in this it's this yeah. these is black and white as to whether these guys deserve uh deserve what they got um and yeah, the video was just entertaining, also, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, PewDiePie in Japan finally, finally, yeah, makes his way to Japan. And the video vlog of him going there with so I thought good. was fairly yeah, interesting. Very emotionally. Yeah, he so he literally almost cried in it at one point, right? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which was very yeah. Um, I mean, he it's been a long time so coming. Much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. To I the, mean, all with with uh, uh, like him having people like breaking in there and things like that. Just but also, it's funny. I mean, the fact that his dog couldn't go on the plane because it's like too fat, even though it's a the yeah. it's a pug, which are tiny little dogs. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you you can't. They did like do a side by side of the two dogs, and uh, mm-hmm. Ed, the Edgar Edgar is just like a massive pug. Is very fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. It was a very good video. Let's see, anything else on YouTube? There's got to be something interesting that happened Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Oh, yeah, the new Avatar trailer. Yeah, it looks eh, bad, but I didn't like Avatar, so... (laughs) No, I hated Avatar. I think, I I remember making fun of people when it came out for liking Avatar, and Mm -hmm. the only reason people really liked it was because of the special effects, and so they were going, oh, I love this because of visually it, like, is so appealing. yeah. But they didn't like factor in that the storyline was just garbage and that the acting was terrible and everything yeah. uh, was. There was a lot of plot line holes and that they basically stolen the whole thing from Fern Gully. Also, um, yeah, I mean, they say they're gonna make four more Avatar movies after this too, <coughs> which yep. we don't need that. Nobody needs that. Um, I don't think they'll get that far even. But no, will any? Uh, 50 hours in a very small car. Oh, that was a good video. He hasn't oh, made a so video in funny. a while, and I was wondering why. Clearly, this was yeah. why. Because this took a lot yeah. of planning, obviously. <laughs> and it's so... It's so cute. Yeah, the whole thing was very funny. And, uh... Also, kind of like... They tried to make it tense, but it, the, ten- the tension yeah. just was... Made it... It was laughable tension to a degree. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Swell Entertainment had that really good CNN Plus video that people should check out. Uh, mm-hmm. It detailed most of the stuff that happened with the CNN Plus thing, and I think she made some good points at the end also about, like, 
what's going to happen with services like this in the future. And like all, just because we have so many ridiculous amounts of streaming services, what's going to happen to a lot of these littler ones that aren't important. And the idea of maybe even there being an aggregator, like uh, another site that connects all these other streaming services where you pay and bundle, which is basically just creating a new cable, right? Which is a weird idea. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't have any more from uh, the YouTube universe. Uh, I can't think of anything. No. Um, I mean, I've seen rehearsals for for a week now. So I mean, a lot of people still talking about the Amber Heard <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp thing, but I don't. I haven't followed it. So are you? Have you I stopped? Still don't care. Yeah, I, I I didn't follow it from the beginning, so I I yeah. don't really care. But people are really like getting kind of. It's getting over the top ridiculous at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you uh, talk about Swell Entertainment? Yeah, we just did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. That's all I have. Uh, I am f- Fro? Yes. Okay. Yes. You're, yes. You're Fro and yes. I'm Luke. Okay. Uh, goodbye, everybody. And, and goodbye, everybody. Yes. Yes. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.